Beyond Grades podcast. We're giving you bite-sized episodes that will put a smile on your face, restore your faith in positive storytelling, and inspire you to go the extra mile to promote the everyday in your schools and districts. On this episode, I'll be sharing two pieces of good news that I hope will make you smile despite everything else that you may be experiencing this week, good or bad. With worsening global warming and warnings from scientists of a trajectory for permanent damage to our planet, concerning calls for action grow louder every day. While many individuals and the government have failed to take serious steps, there are states like New Jersey which have taken matters into their own hands. To be specific in one case, it is the smaller hands of elementary students, which have been getting a bit dirty, literally, as the school has become down-to-earth to help save the earth. At one New Jersey school, Stillwater Township Elementary School, students often spend part of their day in a school's outdoor garden, which has a greenhouse and outdoor classroom. If you're a kindergartner, you learn about monarch butterflies and observe them in the garden. If you're a second grader, you learn about the life cycle of a seed with lettuce, parsley, and spinach grown yourself. Two years ago, New Jersey was the first state to adopt learning standards, which required all schools to teach about climate change across all grades and subjects. These standards went into effect this past fall, and schools like Stillwater Township have really embraced it. The standards require climate change to be taught in health and physical education, career readiness and life literacies, computer science and design thinking, science, social studies, visual and performing arts, and world languages. In the past, a comprehensive climate change curriculum has not been taught in U.S. schools. And this was a lot of the times because of political divide on the matter and a limited understanding of the issue. In 2013, new national science standards had teachers begin talking about climate change in middle school, but it still wasn't too in-depth. A decade since, only 20 states have adopted even these standards. But luckily, we can thank political leaders and advocates like Tammy Murphy, the wife of New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy. She's a founding member of former Vice President Al Gore's Climate Reality Action Fund, who pushed to get the standards into schools. In a statement to the Washington Post, she said, There's no way we can expect our children to have the solutions and the innovations to these challenges if we're not going to get them the tools and resources needed here and now. Though it may be scary to think about how these youngins will grow into the leaders of the future, this next story makes me think they'll be just fine. Do you remember recess? If you're still a student, maybe you're remembering yesterday. But if you're like me, the memory is a little less clear. What I do remember, though, is lots of endorphins, lots of running, monkey bars, and that game on the pavement with a ball and chalk. I think it's called Foursquare. I actually remember I used to run really fast across the field to impress this boy I had a crush on. I know, very cringy. But um, the point is, I remember being able to make the most out of those 25 minutes or so on the playground. I never thought about those who didn't have the privilege of experiencing it the same way I did. 
But recently at a school in Hopkins, Minnesota, some students did think about this. Glen Lake Elementary School has many students with disabilities, but up until lately, they had no place for these students to play. This was a fact that no one seemed to notice until Betsy Julian's fifth grade class. They noticed and they were bothered. The kids noted how it was sad to see their peers left out when everyone else had fun. It's not surprising, given how kids are, that the students seemed absolutely confused why they shouldn't do something about this. To kids, obstacles aren't relevant. In cases like this, it makes me think we should all be a little more like them. The students went to Betsy and asked if they could all do something to change the issue. According to Betsy, she had been like, do you know how much that costs? And she ended up estimating $300,000. But no amount of money would deter this class. And Betsy was not going to shut down her students' resiliency. They began the classic way. They began collecting spare change, hosting bake sales, printing flyers, and going door-to-door. Then they began cold-calling businesses and got restaurants to donate a portion of their profits. They did this for months, until last week, when they finally hit their goal, with support from the Glen Lake Parent-Teacher Organization. According to the students, it was overwhelming to know that their hard work finally led to a more inclusive playground, and the kids with disabilities expressed their appreciation purely for the effort that went into the project. John Butner, one student in a wheelchair, told CBS, First time I set foot on this playground, I'm probably going to start crying from seeing the effort that all this school has made. This podcast is sponsored by the School Comms Lab, an inclusive professional development community for school communicators and administrators committed to leveling up their marketing and PR and digital media skills. Learn more at www.schoolcomslab.com.